Okay, this is Ryan with Client Tether. This is the Business Stories Podcast. I want to welcome my guest, Anthony McNeil from way up north in Canada. He's the co-founder and president of Premier Sports Leagues. Anthony, welcome. Welcome, Brian, and thank you for having me on your podcast. It's a real pleasure. Absolutely. So, Anthony, tell us about your background in this industry and, and tell us about your franchise and, and its history. Well, Ron, I first got involved with franchise uh, many years ago, almost 30 years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend who owned a carpet cleaning company in Ottawa, Canada, uh, and I'd worked for him for some time when, uh, when I was out looking for work in my engineering field. Uh, and um, I'd roomed with him and, and um, one day he had an opportunity to, uh, to get uh, to land a national contract with a, a national retail store in the carpet cleaning uh, industries. But one of the conditions was that I had to move back east uh, because they wanted to test him out to see if he could take the, the most failing uh, market and turn it around. Uh, subsequently, I agreed because it was always uh, uh, great to come back to Eastern Canada. I loved it here, my parents were here. and. Uh, so I did, I quit my engineering job and I moved back and uh, him and I and a couple of other friends spent uh, a year taking what was a formerly $6,000 annual revenue up to a quarter million dollars in business. And uh, yeah, so he was awarded the national rights across Canada um, and subsequently sold me the franchise to Halifax. And uh, both of us got into the franchise business the same, him as a franchisor and me as a franchisee. and. Uh, we, 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 learned it, we learned it together. We learned, you know, what franchising was all about. And I spent 13 years in that franchise. Uh, I eventually sold it because he had been bought out by Sears uh, once he had made it very successful. And uh, Wow. Uh, yeah. That's great. So how, how did this transition into where you are now with the, the sports, the youth sports? Talk, talk to us about that. It's, it's kind of a weird journey in that I wasn't intending to be a franchisor as such. Um, I had owned a real estate brokerage. I was contented at the time to, to, to have that as kind of my next business venture. Mm -hmm. And I, um, uh, I happened upon a gentleman that owned a floorball equipment distributorship in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, floorball is quite a unique sport. It actually looks a place like uh, ball hockey, but actually has soccer rules and it's, it was an international sport I've come to discover at that time. And um, so I grabbed some equipment and uh, went around to a lot of the schools here in the area. My original goal was just to have a side hustle and sell some equipment. I, I love sports. I coached uh, hockey from, uh, you know, kids who are, are, are eight years old up to high school and I refereed as well. So big wow. sports fan. And uh, so I took the time, first of all, to go and introduce this new sport. But I, I, I discovered that um, you know, more and more schools were, were asking for a demonstration mm -hmm. and it, it, it garnered the interest of the, the local school board to the point where they just said, uh, Hey, we'd like to, to train some of our teachers and we'd like to buy a bunch of equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and that, that all worked out well. And all of a sudden it took a little, got a little traction. Um, as I went in and set the schools up, I noticed how, how much fun the kids were having. Mm -hmm. um, I started noticing that there was no undue pressure. They were enjoying themselves, having fun, kind of brought me back to my days when I'd run home from school and play street hockey. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I grew up in Northern Canada in Labrador and 
you know, street hockey was something we did every day. You know, your mom had to call you in for supper. And, uh, and, and I think that, that that's what I enjoyed mo most, most about these kids was that they were just having fun. And uh, then I got a bunch of calls from some parents and they were inquiring as to where we could play this outside the school. And of course, the entrepreneurial kind of spirit kicked in a little bit. And I said, well, why don't I just take the next step? Yeah. Formed a few leagues, um, reached out to a couple of the more the schools that had the equipment, went to some of the minor hockey associations um, to get some of their players postseason, usually the spring, mm -hmm. uh, and then started to uh, play more and more uh, floorball and uh, quickly realized that, you know, this sport has uh, has some legs. It, uh, it, it really can take off. And I got myself involved with the National uh, Sport Organization in Canada. And, you know, we were trying to figure out ways we can grow the sport. And, uh, you know, it wasn't very popular. Not a lot of people knew about it. Right. But I, but I, but I knew it had potential, and I knew that um, not only did it have potential, I just felt that it was a type of sport that a lot of kids could play regardless of their abilities, their skills. Uh, they didn't require any early specialization. the The environment was fun, mm -hmm. um, and something I didn't quite experience in some of the other sports. And so I, I just felt like you know we should do this more uh, in more communities. Right. Um, problem is is that it was my time and i just couldn't spread myself that thin and um, i happened to grab a couple of friends of mine and uh, who had special skills one one gentleman owned his own marketing agency and the other gentleman had spent years uh, running sports camps mm -hmm. and um and so i challenged them to to build a sports model that we could replicate um and the more we built that i mean the more we built the all the systems around it and the processes and the we found the software and we, you know, we created all these coach training and the operational how-tos. I quickly realized that this was the formation of, uh, of what could be a franchise. Right. And, um, you know, then I started balancing this newfound business with my existing real estate uh, brokerage business. And I just felt that there was more, more to, uh, to this, this business. I, I felt that there's, um, there's a potential here to, bring this wonderful sport and, and subsequently more sports that are out there to, to more and more kids really. And then uh, uh, I said, okay, let's, let's, let's give this a shot and have a look at it. Why not? Yeah. And then franchising just seemed to be the best option to, to make this grow. And so uh, after four and a half years of, of proving all our concepts and building all the tools and resources um, uh, just before COVID last year, we decided that, you know, now's the time. Right. Let's let's go into some communities. Let's find some people who are passionate about youth sports, mm -hmm. who want to want to bring new sports to kids in a, in a safe, fun environment. And let's see, if we can't get this, this sport. And now four or five others that we've taken off into uh, into more communities. That's great. I mean, it's great that you've got the kids involved, the parents in the communities. I think it's good that kids are. I mean, I, I grew up in in Western New York, and there's a lot of ice hockey there too. My brother played on a lake, so you know, I I, I, I share your passion for that. Um, so tell us, you know, your ideal franchise owner. What kind of person would, would are you looking for in a, in a franchise owner? Where do you think they? Who who would fit this sort of uh, model you have? Well, I mean, you know what? It, there's, it, it, it takes something special, I guess, in, in some degree to be a franchisee, but it doesn't, you don't have to be um, an existing business person as such. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I mean, I, I, it, it's a difficult question 
Ryan, to be honest with you, because yeah. I don't think there's one set kind of model. Yeah. Tony French, everybody brings certain skill sets, right. I believe. And, uh, but there are certain things that, that I would, I would prefer in somebody who's looking to, uh, to buy a franchise for me. Um, the first and foremost thing is that they need to have a passion for helping people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in particular, in our case, um, helping youth through sport. Right. Um, that, that, that to me is the above all. Right. Um, secondly, of course, they, they would need to have um, a network that they can go into and not be afraid to go to some of their personal network, not to be afraid uh, to reach out to some some uh, community organizations and and be a little bit persistent to to get those organizations to partner up with them or do something that they can work where they can feed their their uh, their leagues and you know like i did knock on some school doors and um, have the phys ed teachers and schools try the sports and just to engage the kids because it, it's the type of uh, well we have the type of sports that typically people don't know about so mo- most of what we have to do is we have to do what i call taste testing yeah. Um, you know, we need the kids to try it and see if they like it. And uh, I know what happens personally because I've seen it over the last four and a half years. I know what happens when the kids pick up these sports and they, and, and when they're done right, that is. I mean, um, sports are great. Uh, yeah. They can do so much for to, to build up a kid, but if they're not done right, they can do so much harm too. So, um, right. Uh, one of the key things that when we pick up this sport is that we um, we go after sports that we know don't have any preconceived cultures in them or. Right. Uh, you know, high expectations. Uh, there's a lot of those sports out there that already does that. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, it, it's it, in, in some cases, not all, um, it's it's more destructive than it is um, edifying to the kids. So as a matter of fact, I, I, there's a story that comes to mind. Uh, we had a, a, a young fella. He, I, I went into one of the schools and uh, I'll call him Peter for, for now. And, and and so Peter was one of the kids that, uh, you know, he was, he, he, he really wasn't accepted well with his peers in school and they picked on him a bit. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, during one of our lunch programs that I went every week, I, I made a point of ensuring that Peter was engaged into the sport and, um, and, you know, he, he wasn't the best player out there, but he, he tried his hardest and, yeah. you know, but, a, but a month or two later, when we had finished the school program, I had started a league on the other side of town. And I got a call from this, this mom wondering if her son can come out and join. And we were already kind of halfway through our season. So I said, uh, well, I'll tell him to come out and we'll see if we can find a spot for him. Yeah. Um, and so he came out and to my surprise, it was, uh, it was Peter and um, had come from the other side of the city, really loved the sport. Obviously something resonated with them. And um, a lot of the kids I had on both teams at the time were, were good hockey players and they were athletic to, to a certain degree. And one of the coaches who actually became one of my franchises, um, he just loved kids. He, he, he ran a hockey association here. He graciously said, yes, we'll make room for Peter uh, to the chagrin, of course, of some of the players. But uh, mm-hmm. Peter wanted to play in nets. And, and if you ever watch floorball, being a goalie in floorball is a little different. You're on your knees. You don't have a stick. The ball is coming in at, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour in some cases. And uh, it's difficult. It's challenging. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, he went in. And you know what? They lost the game. And they lost not only the game by a few points, by quite a few points. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, the coach and I are looking at each other and we're realizing that um, the kids were a little down, but we, we gave a moment to make them 
feel how important it was that they they allowed somebody to come in and play on their team. Right. And you know what the thing about kids is that yeah, winning is nice, but they forget after the game is over. And uh, and they did. And so um, we kind of wrapped it up with the parents and you know, thanks for coming out. You know, hopefully we'll see you sometime in the near future. Yeah. And the coach said, Hey, does he want to come out again next week? Right. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the coach and I said, Your call. And sure enough, he invited him back. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he returned, I had sent Peter a whole bunch of different videos. And I said, Peter, just look at these videos. They're little movements of goaltenders might help you out. Yeah. Can't wait to see you next week. Yeah. Uh, he came that, that, that next week. I uh, put the goalie gear on. Um, all of a sudden, he started making these moves. And it was obvious that he looked at the videos. Yeah. Some amazing saves, like wow. unreal. The kids were starting to, to cheer for them. Uh, they were starting to uh, uh, praise him and they were, uh, you know, just a week earlier, they were just, they were kind of disappointed, but now they were, they were befriending him and, yeah. and, and, uh, and he did really well. Now they lost the game mm-hmm. and, and the, the typical tradition in floorball is at the end, you, you face each other and the captain steps out on behalf of the team and salutes the other team and, and, and gives a praise of some sort or a compliment to the other team for, what they felt they did well uh, steps back in and the other captain of the team. So there's a kind of an exchange of compliments at the end. Um, and the team voted Peter to be the captain. Wow. And that was the kids. Yeah. That's great. And Yeah. Yeah. And, and Peter stood up there. Um, what he said was authentic. It was real. Um, it was heartfelt. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. And wow. I think it was at that moment I realized um, in my heart, certainly that, that, that there is youth sports. Yeah. When, when, when the adults step aside, other than maybe some governance, but certainly not involved, kids can manage their own, uh, affairs and, and grow and learn even more than what the sport is, not just the skills to me, that, that was the impetus for me to say, I, I, I need more Peters in the world to discover the sport. And that's, what's giving me the passion in spite of being in my mid fifties and having to start another business all over. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a drive to, to, to see these sports come into more communities and as important, these sports come in under the, the guise of a, 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 just a better sport environment. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really great. I mean, you know, I think it's good to look past that. It's not just about winning or losing. It's about teamwork. It's about bringing people up, making them feel better feel good and, and a community effort. So that's really no, great. No, no question. I think a lot of that is, is getting lost now in, in sports. I think we're many in sports and there's lots of advocates out there speaking to this yeah. um, and well-respected organizations in both Canada and U.S. are now saying maybe maybe youth sports is getting away from, from our kids. Maybe it's becoming uh, more of a, 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 a place for elite athletes to develop. Right. Uh, and maybe it's the culture is becoming a... Uh, a win of all cost and, and that all cost meaning some kids are getting lost in the cracks and, and losing what value sports can bring in. And we aim to change that. And, and right. that's kind of what, that's the, that's the backbone of our. And so when I say I'm looking for somebody who as a franchisee that values sports, that's the person I want on, on board in, in my family of franchises, right. somebody who, who doesn't look at it as a necessarily as um, a way to make money only or to be known in the community, although that'll happen. Yeah. Um, 
more to do with the fact that they really want to be part of making youth and making their community better. Yeah. Well, that's great, Anthony. And I, I really appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me, talk to us about this. So if people have any interest or questions about the franchise, how can they reach you? Uh, the easiest way to reach me is uh, they can either, first of all, go to our website. It's, there's a wealth of information, uh, a lot of references to what we spoke about today. Uh, there's a really neat report that they can download there. It's, uh, uh, it's a compilation of a, of a number of studies and everything I put together about the, the, the current youth sport industry, and that'll give them some insights of where it's slipping or broken and, and how we intend to fix it. Uh, if they just want to talk to me personally and, and, and reach out and have some questions, they can always, always email me. And that, that email is uh, anthony at playpremiersports.ca. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. You have a great rest of your weekend and week, and um, we will keep in touch. Sounds good. And Ryan, thank you for the opportunity to uh, share about my uh, my franchise, but more importantly, share about the, the mission we're on here to uh, to make a change for in the youth sports business. All right. Thank you very much. All right. If you would like to know more about Client Tether and how it can help your franchise, please visit clienttether.com today.